and you coming to this podcast, I appreciate you listening. Please keep this in mind. This is just my unique perspective of almost 40 years on this planet. I don't know where I came from before. I don't know where I'm going after. I don't know if there's a God or not. I don't know if we're on a flat earth or a spinning ball, if we're in a simulation. And I am not afraid to say, I don't know. I think a lot of people are scared to address the unknown. And where I'm getting at with this is you can listen to other people and they'll be like supremely confident in their methods, their strategy, the results that they've gotten. And if you're just all in their world, it seems like this is the truth, but it's been the truth for them. Each person is living in their own little perception bubble and it seems real to them. So they'll, they'll have their own interpretation, which is kind of right. It's kind of like everyone has now has an algorithm specifically tailored to you. So what I'm saying in summary here is don't harp on my every word. Uh, see if this resonates with you. Experiment with it and experiment enough where you could track results, at least a few weeks. But three months is great. 90 to 100 days. I heard about this on uh, Andy Elliott was talking about this um, as far as like getting in shape. But really, just results in general. Do 100 days. One workout is not going to do anything. One salad, you're not going to do much. 100 in a row, 100 good days of eating, 100 good days of training, now we have something. And what you do is you continually fine-tune, you tinker, and you experiment until you find something really sustainable. But just know and always know that the body is extremely adaptable. It adapts quickly, and it can adapt to extreme conditions and circumstances. But it's also susceptible to break down. So it's always this fine line with training and having this respect for the body. And that's why I'm all about get to a point of pain-free, balance first, get your body mobile and moving really well. And get that spine energized and get those joints unlocked. And make sure you're moving well and you're moving pain-free and then you start to build. And then you, and then you test the system. And I've made this mistake in the past where I tested the system and the system gave me a big middle finger back and I, I had lots of injuries and <sighs> too many to count. But right now I've had some lower back flare ups recently and I've been dealing with the shoulder neck issue on my right side for, for months now. And it's very, very frustrating. I just took an Epsom salt bath. And that has helped me. So I, I really, anytime that I get into a body of water, I feel so much better. So if you ever like are achy or you're in some pain, take an Epsom salt bath. Sometimes, you know, an ice bath. I've talked about that before. If you need an energy boost and you need to calm your joints down, that's great. But for muscle relaxation, Epsom salt bath, 15, 20 minutes is excellent. The sauna to sweat, to detox those all that nastiness out is so good getting in the pool. So I like to do the steam room, the sauna, and then get into the pool after at the YMCA. And, oh my God, I feel so, I feel like I'm reborn. Then a cold shower and it's like, ah, oh, I need that. Just washing away like all that inflammation, that ickiness. It's just, it helps. 
so much. So don't forget all about that when you're when you're training hard, when you're lifting weights, when you're running sprints, when you're, you're playing your sport. Um, always, 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 and this is really tough. Make sure that you're doing some soft tissue work, some stretching after you go into a sauna, stretch in the sauna, get into the pool, do a cold hot shower back and forth, just instantly switch over to recovery. All right, that's when after you also eat a nice protein-based meal, a healthy meal. And then you prioritize the sleep. And the sleep is huge. I, I've started, you know, last couple of nights before nine o'clock. And, and I like to get to sleep in that seven to nine range. And I just feel so much better. So less groggy, just kind of ready to go. And a lot of nights, last night I was up at 2 p.m. or 2 a.m. A lot of nights uh, I might wake up at like 12.30. I might wake up at 3.30 or 5. It all kind of depends. If I wake up earlier, I've, I'm good. If I get to sleep early, wake up early, I, I can function on four to five hours and get through the day. So I've repeated that mantra over and over again, like, dude, get to sleep earlier. Because for me, it helps release a lot of, uh, a lot of the anxiety too of the next day. Like I used to get to sleep. If I had to be up early, say I was training clients and I had to be up at like five o'clock and it was like 10, 30, 11, I'm laying in bed and I would have anxiety that like, oh my God, I'm not going to get that much sleep. What if I'm tired in the morning? And just that thought process in my brain, I didn't sleep well and, uh, blah, 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 and then I wake up, feel like shit. So that's not good. So uh, the solution is number one, don't eat right before you go to bed, get to sleep earlier, uh, do an Epsom salt bath, do some tissue work, some stretching before you go to bed. You'll relax. You'll feel nice and loose. You'll wake up less stiff. And uh, yeah, and have some good thoughts, man, going into your sleep. Some good positive thoughts. Get excited about the next day and see how you sleep. When you make these changes, also phone off. Turn your Wi-Fi router off. Get all the light out of there. Uh, put an eye mask on. You might want to experiment with some mouth tape. I feel like I breathe a lot better, so I don't necessarily have to do it, but I will throw on the mouth tape from time to time. And no, you're not going to choke yourself. You're supposed to breathe through your nose. Smell that. Exhale through the mouth. So train yourself. Breathe in through the nose. Out through the mouth. You got to get that diaphragm expanding. Do that before bed. See if that helps you relax. You might also want to do some soft tissue work on your abdomen and all around your rib cage, which will help you breathe deep and relax your body. The tissue work around your abdomen, around your rib cage, your pecs, your delts, your neck, which is oftentimes very tight. Most people have internally rotated shoulders, really tight lats, a tight rib cage, digestion issues. Everything's kind of tight and bound up down there. The tissue work is great. Find a massage therapist that can get in and do a psoas release and release deep in your abdomen. You're going to feel incredible. Someone that can open up your ribs and just drag their hands across your ribs laterally. Oh, that is, that is the best. Do some of that. 
Because once you can breathe better, not only can you relax and you'll sleep better, but you'll better function throughout the day. So anytime during the day you feel a little, uh, you feel a little uh, stiff or you're anxious, or let's say you're having a little bit of lower back pain, attack it from the front and that will instantly relax you and you'll be breathing deeper. There's a reason why they say, take a deep breath before you go out on stage. Take a deep breath before you go out there into the world and picture everyone else naked, right? That way you can just laugh. All right, where are we going from here? That was like a wild, wild tangent. But the idea is when you get your body relaxed, when you get your, when you get your breathing down and you start to move better, man, it just makes everything else so much easier. Then you can build. Then the fun begins. Then the training. Then the cardio. Then the sport. And everything's synchronized and congruent. And you're like, wow, I move so much better when I go to hit that ball down the line. You're just kind of like floating on air. It's amazing. Like I'm telling you, when you do this tissue work and you start to unlock your hips and you start to unlock your inner thighs and you get these muscles stretched out, you go run and it's almost like you're just running on air. You feel fast. You, you, the emergency brakes are gone. Zoom. You're like a Tesla. You're taking off that accelerator button. It feels like, you ever been in a Tesla? It, it's like rocket ship mode. Like there is literally like a nitrous button in there. It's like boop. Tap that accelerator and you're gone. But no one does this. No one thinks like that. No one thinks to like, yeah, I'm about to go play some, ba some basketball, some pickleball. Like, let me roll the bottom of my foot with a lacrosse ball. Let me get a ball into my abdomen and around my ribs so I can breathe because now I have more oxygen and I'm breathing better. So my muscles are getting that oxygen and therefore blood's pumping better and now I don't get fatigued as easy. And now I have better endurance. And you're going to be less likely to, to get injured when you don't have, have all these tight restrictions. And you got to keep yourself in the game. You got to be in the game to win the game. Tom Brady, TB12 method. Get that book. He has a very specialized fascial protocol that that he would go through with his trainer on it and you just got to read the book for him to explain it better but he would learn how to absorb forces correctly and they did this with certain kinds of fascial training and then his whole training was it was a lot of bands and balls and body weight movement but the the idea was he was not the biggest strongest fastest most most athletic guy like far from it. And he barely even made it to the league. He was like one of the last picks. But to make up for this, he realized like, okay, I got to train differently and I have to make quick decisions so that I'm not taking these big hits. And that's where he succeeded. He learned how to get the, rid of the ball quickly. He learned how to absorb hits so it didn't take him out of the game and he didn't get injured. And in fact, in his long, lustrous multi-decade career, he only got injured one time when he was hit in the back of the knee towards ACL. Other than that, he pretty much played every game at a high level, won multiple Super Bowls. In that book, it also talks about his diet. Like He was very, very precise with what he was eating, and he cut out a lot of nightshades and I think gluten 
Uh, I don't think he ate dairy and definitely did not drink alcohol. It was a very plant-based, plants, fruits, um, protein, healthy fats diet. So this, it's a great book that goes into, into training, into the proper nutrition and recovery methods. And he was big also on sleep and wearing compression gear for sleep, which I think he sells it. It's pretty expensive, but compression, you know, shirts and, and like leggings, like the top and the bottom, which I am a big fan of, especially like compression underwear under whatever you, whatever you call it. Like, I don't, I don't even know some, some people, I have one client, older guy still wears whitey tighties. How do you even do that? I, I don't even imagine a life that I don't wear boxer briefs or some kind of long compression, you know, under armor kind of gear. It just makes you feel so good. I mean, I guess women, you probably know this, you're wearing the Lulu or the leggings and how that kind of contours to your body. And it just, it's like the blood flow there just like feels so good. So guys, if you don't like make sure that you're wearing some kind of compression gear for your legs, see how you like that. It's, it's really going to help keep all the circulation in your body, especially in the winter time. You buy like the heat gear compression pants. Check that out. Under Armour is good, but there's other brands that aren't as expensive. And just every time I do that, like my hips, my lower back just feels so good. So you put that on, then you could put some shorts on or, or long pants uh, over top of that. But uh, compression therapy, very, very important. It's the same thing. If you get injured, what would you do? You would compress with ice and you would elevate your leg. Why were you going to do this? Because you're going to increase blood flow and you're going to have that ice <clears throat> cut away the inflammation and numb the pain of the injury. Do you guys get it? You got to do some ice massage. You got to get yourself in a, a cold tub, cold shower, or ice bath. Why? Because how do you preserve things? You put them in the freezer and they last longer. Now think about your body. You want to last longer? You may have to do the uncomfortable thing of getting into the ice for a few minutes. Now, if you're training, don't do the ice right after. I like to do the ice bath before the workout. It sounds counterintuitive. As a wake up, as a warm up and a wake up, because you really don't need to do like a full-on warm-up when you get into the ice. It's like amazing. It's like you're just reborn and ready to go. Like you're three years old running around like, woohoo, let's go. You can do a cold shower after your workout, but I like to do the heat after. Sometimes like people will go into a sauna before a workout. I always found that that kind of tired me out. And sometimes if I sit in a sauna for too long, I do get tired, but after workout, it's it's it works great because if you haven't worked out a, worked up to a sweat, you'll definitely start sweating right away in the sauna. So ten to twenty minutes, and like that's perfect. And then take a cold shower after that. Before try the cold. I guarantee you, you're gonna feel so amazing. So your next workout, plan it out where you do a cold shower or preferably an ice bath, just a few minutes. Then train, then do some heat. 
That could be a hot tub. That could be a hot shower. That could be a sauna. And then finish at the very end with cold because that helps close your pores. Okay, and then again, kind of wakes you up and helps you get refreshed. So follow that protocol with the water and the sweating around your workout. Again, ice bath before, cold, then train, then heat, and finish with cold. Run through that protocol. Oh my God, that's going to take so much time. How am I going to do that? Um, I don't have access to, to that. Wrong. Wrong questions. Question, right question is, okay, how do I set that up? How can I make that work? Well, I mean, I, I have a YMCA, like less than 10 minutes from my house that has a sauna. I could take a cold shower there. I could take an ice bath. I have a bathtub. Do you have a bathtub? Yeah, you have a bathtub. Okay, then fill it up with cold water and get some ice from your freezer or go to an ice stand and get, you know, a couple pounds. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I meant a couple bags. 16 to 20 pounds of ice. And you only got to do three minutes. You'll survive. And if you don't, well, okay. You know, you're going to die anyway. But you'll survive. People are buying... Uh, Portable cold plunges. Some people, if you have the wealth, you know, these big cold tanks, infrared saunas, they only cost a few thousand if you got some dough. You can buy a sauna tent. I've had those before off Amazon, a couple hundred bucks, plug it into your wall, boom, you're sweating. I mean, literally all this stuff, there is literally no excuses. You do not need that much equipment. You don't need to go to a gym. So you can buy some stuff, buy some Bowflex dumbbells. Buy some bands and balls, and you're good. You can train in your house or outside. You can have a, 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 an ice bath that you do in your bathtub. You can buy a cold plunge. There, you can buy one for 100 bucks, a portable one that you can put inside or outside. And you can get a sauna tent for a couple hundred bucks. Everything that I just mentioned, you setting up a small in-home gym, a cold tub, and a sauna tent under $1,000. And you are set up and you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to deal with any distractions, the gym, try, driving, parking, none of that. If you guys need help with any of this, like where do I buy this stuff? How do I set it up? What's the right strategy? How do I do mobility and then strength training? Just contact me. I'll put some links in the description. And just reach out and I'll kind of tell you how to map this out on a daily and weekly basis. You just want to start doing it because once you start doing it consistently, it's not going to seem like as much work. But you got to get to a point where you do this, you know, two, three months at least. Do a 100-day run. If you want to start at January 1st, start at January 1st. I just, I say start it now. Right this second. Get down, do some push-ups. Okay, you you, you all right, your first day you started exercising. Good. You just did push-ups. All right, now go and order the sauna tent. Perfect. You took some steps because I want you guys to actually like take action because I get pissed when I listen to awesome podcasts. You know, I'm reading books and getting all this information and not acting on it. I'm at the point where it's like, uh, like, 
I've learned a lot, but does that like what is that what does learning actually mean? Like are you actually like am I actually utilizing this? It, this was kind of like back in school like okay, here teacher, I memorized this. Here's my homework. Good job, you got an A. Okay, well now what? Oh, we'll go to this class now. Okay. Now go to this grade. All right, now you graduated to this grade. All right, now middle school. All right, now high school. And it's like, okay, well, what are we doing here? Is there any application here? Like, are we, are we getting healthier? Are we getting wealthier? Are we making connections? Are we gaining resources, right? Are we gaining wisdom? Like, kind of have to ask these questions on a daily basis. Like, are we getting better? That's a key question. So like with your training, are you? If not, like, well, where do you have to get better? You're eating. And just be honest with yourself. You're eating, your sleep, your relationships, your money. Like you just, you just go through. I think it, we're coming to the end of the year and it's just like, let's do that. Let's go through that process honestly instead of just doing what the class uh, the gym tells me to do what the fitness influencer tells me to do, what CrossFit is telling me to do in the workout of the day. Instead of that, let's honestly like go through and like, where am I weak? Where am I tight? Where do I suck? Oh, I suck at cardio. Okay. Oh, I get winded going up and down stairs. Okay. Well, let me actually start doing some stairs. I have some stairs here in my building. I actually like, you know, a couple of days a week, I actually go up and down those stairs, up and down those stairs. Haven't been much of a runner in my life. Just started sprinting a little bit more. Okay, I kind of like the sprint. I don't really like jogging for multiple miles, but I kind of like the sprint. It feels good. I like that cold air hitting me. All right, let's implement a little bit of that more into 2024. The soft tissue work, I've been doing that. The mobility, I've been doing that. Maybe you haven't. All right, maybe you're going to do a little bit of that more mobility drills. Maybe your hips are super tight. All right, you got to work on that. So instead of just leg day, squat a shit ton of weight, maybe you're really working on those hips. And who cares what everyone else does? Whatever. Go into a corner. Who cares? Who cares? Do not impress people who have no idea what they're doing, have no idea what you're doing, and who don't care. And they don't even really care what they're doing. They're just trying to like impress themselves or others. They're, they're, everyone's playing the same game, and no one's actually like really fixing themselves. Not nobody, but I'm just kind of making a generalization of of mainstream fitness and why I hate it because it's mostly machines that are not going to make you better and they're not helping with your balance, your mobility, your core strength, and, and your posture. And, you know, you know, four sets of 10 bicep curls, look it in the mirror, look at me, look at those veins. Wow, what a great pump. Let me take a picture. Okay, great set. All right, head down. Look at my phone. Look at some meaningless content on social media. Okay, another set. Oh, yeah, look. Arms are even bigger now. All right, let me take a little more of that pre-workout drink. All right, cool. Yeah, this is great. See, and I'm going to post some pictures. See, everyone? I just worked out. Mirror selfie in the bathroom. So many girls do that, dude. It's so It's so bizarre. It's like... Everyone needs like to showcase this accountability to like get attention. And then like people like ask permission to do things. And it's like, it's so weird. It's just so weird.
it's like this attention seeking and permission asking society and no one wants to step on anyone's toes and no one wants to call out their bullshit or other people's bullshit. It's come on, man. I wish everyone would just call themselves out and call each other out on their bullshit. Call me out, please. I have a couple coaches and mentors that I work with. They point out my blind spots and I'm glad that they do. Like you need to be more of a leader. You need to get uncomfortable, you know? Um, and I appreciate that. If I have food stuck between my teeth, please tell me. If I look like shit, tell me you look like shit. I've had Mike Jarrell on the podcast and, you know, he was a stickler with me when we were doing body weight movements. Like, dude, keep your legs straight. No bend in your knees. You know, he wouldn't let me get away with that. Like, he had his standards on form and he, and I was like, I appreciate that now because I understand it and I appreciate that. Sorry about that random phone call from Pennsylvania. Do you guys get like random phone calls from your home state? Like what the fuck is going on? Uh, if you get offended by me cursing, fuck you. Uh, but that's it, guys. I hope you're getting great value from this podcast. Please give it a five star. Send it out to friends, family. People need to hear this message. I'm going to be coming hard at least once a week with these podcasts. And I'm going to have... A couple guests coming up, which I'm really excited about. There is so many great minds and great movers and shakers that you guys don't even know about in fitness that are going to be sharing such valuable and inspiring content. And I know you guys, you are going to get into great shape because you're listening to this. I am giving you, I'm giving you the gold nuggets, man. Like just like. This is my truth and I'm, it's not selling you anything. This I'm totally detached from, from the methods and the instruments and the exercises. It's just like this stuff just works. It just does. I don't, you don't have to be the ice guy, the carnivore guy, the mobility guy necessarily, although you might be classified as that. It's just like, dude, figure out what works. You don't need to necessarily reinvent the wheel customize it to you, to what you need to work on, to what your goals are. Always try to lead with what you need. Go with what you need first. Maslow's hierarchy. Do what you need first with your body. Get yourself out of pain. Get moving better. And then start to build. Then start to showcase that superficial, that badass strength. We all have it in us. That mother that lifts the car off the child. Imagine what you can do. It's the belief system. Got to bypass those limiting beliefs. Guys, got to get uncomfortable. You got to be willing to do what you haven't done. Call out your bullshit. Call out your blind spots. Figure them out. Address the elephant in the room. And then go kill that elephant. All right, guys. Take care.